21st day of the month. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Romans 7, verse 15. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth, and give me an undivided heart to revere your name. Psalm 86, verse 11. The sixth beatitude, happy the pure in heart, they shall see God. The 19th century lay theologian Soren Kierkegaard wrote that purity of heart is to will one thing, one thing, not two, between which we must then choose, but how to achieve such unity of purpose. How often have you said about some spiritual challenge, on the one hand, I want to go in this direction, but on the other hand, I am drawn to the opposite way. Even Paul the Apostle confessed that too often he wanted to do one thing, yet did another. Ultimately, Paul resolved his conflict by seeing that in his own power, he could not be always of one mind. Only Christ could deliver him from his spiritual confusion. Could it be that this beatitude is not saying that first we must have purity of desire, and as a reward we will see God? Could it be instead that when we pray to be delivered from a double mind, we see God in ways that only God can know. How appropriate to keep offering the petition of the psalmist quoted above, to seek an undivided heart. Opening Prayer Majestic God, glowing in a splendor I cannot bear to see, show me as much of yourself as I have eyes to behold. For the rest, let me simply entrust myself to your goodness. Remove from me selfish motives, that those evil intentions that I have mingled with holy desires create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. For you only can do this, through Jesus Christ, who in Gethsemane faced down the demons that divide us. Amen. Psalm 86, verses 8 through 15. There is no one quite like you among the gods, O Lord and nothing to compare with your works. All the nations you made are on their way, ready to give honor to you, O Lord, ready to put your beauty on display, parading your greatness and the great things you do. God, you're the one. There's no one but you. Train me, God, to walk straight. Then I'll follow your true path. Put me together one heart and mind. Then, undivided, I'll worship in joyful fear. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you, dear Lord. I've never kept secret what you're up to. You've always been great toward me. What love! You snatched me from the brink of disaster. God, these bullies have reared their head. A gang of thugs is after me, and they don't care a thing about you. But you, O oh God, are both tender and kind, not easily angered, immense in love, and you never, never quit. From the book of Genesis, 12th chapter, verses 9 to the first verse of the 13th chapter. Abraham journeyed on contoured the Negev. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. It came about when he came near to Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, See now, I know that you are a beautiful woman, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say that you are my sister, so that it may go well with me because of you, and that I may live on account of you. It came about when Abram came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. 
Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Therefore he treated Abram well for her sake, and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys, and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Then Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they escorted him away with his wife and all that belonged to him. So Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev, he and his wife and all that belonged to him, and Lot with him. From the Sermon to the Hebrews, chapter 7, verses 18 through 28. For, on the one hand, there is a setting aside of a former commandment because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. And on the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And inasmuch as it was not without an oath, for they did indeed become priests without an oath, but he with an oath through the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. So much the more also Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. The former priest, on the one hand, existed in greater numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. But Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens, who does not need daily, like those high priests, to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. Because this he did once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints a son made perfect forever. From the Gospel of John, 4th chapter, verses 27 through 42. At this point, his disciples came, and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you seek, or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, Come, say, a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to him, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples were saying to one another, No one brought him anything to eat, did he? Jesus said to them, My food is to do with the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do not say, There are yet four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, that they are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. From that city many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me all the things that I have done. 
So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with him, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word, and they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. These are the readings for the word of God, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Saturday. Prepare our hearts, O Lord, to join together with your whole congregation to praise and serve you. Reveal your presence to all who will gather in adoration and self-offering. To those who cannot for good reason go gladly into your house, give your strength and consolation that they may know of the concern of their communities of faith. Make us receptive to your word for us and enable us to know and do your will. Bind your people together in a shared faith, a common witness, and compassionate service to the world through Jesus our Savior. Amen. A prayer for those who have relapsed. O God of all mercies and comfort, who helps us in time of need, we humbly ask you to behold, visit, and relieve those who have relapsed for whom our prayers are desired. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of their addiction and give them patience under their affliction. In your time, restore them to the program and physical, mental, and spiritual help. And help them, we pray, to listen, believe, and do your will. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As you depart, receive this blessing and benediction from number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.